All right, folks, welcome to the runningrestaurants.com podcast. We're bringing you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to know to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel, and today we've got a great episode for you with Ben Pryor, who is the head of innovation at Spot On. Welcome, Ben. Thanks for joining. Great. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to dig into what you guys put out, which is a great report. It's called Maximizing Profits, and everybody should absolutely go download it. We'll give them those links. We'll talk about it. We're going to go to screenshots for it. Um, great document. So before we go there, tell us a little bit about what you guys are seeing in the marketplace. What about Spot On? What about your background? What you got? Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, you know, we set out late last year, understanding that, uh, especially with labor and supply chain issues, that a lot of larger enterprise restaurants had teams and tools to be able to combat some of those pressures. Uh, we primarily service um, just small business restaurants. And so we were trying to figure out a way, how can we democratize those tools and intelligence with restaurants of larger scale down to small business? Uh, and that was really the impetus for this points of profit campaign and uh, the calculators that we built, because we realized that many restaurateurs that we service don't have that luxury of uh, you know, that level of intelligence. They, in many times, are running their business with uh, QuickBooks online and a spreadsheet and have, have done it pretty well for many years and now have the opportunity to lean in some technology, but don't really understand uh, which pieces of tech to lean into and how that could potentially impact their bottom line. Right, 100%. So question uh, for you, right? So I just, we just met uh, five minutes ago, right? And and so I didn't realize you have a long operating history as well. Uh, you said uh, there was, most recently was a pizza place. Talk about your experience yeah. going through COVID as a pizza, because I think that's one of the one of the sectors that did quite well with all the takeout delivery and so forth. And then we'll get into some of the report stuff. What'd you say? Absolutely. So I, you know, many years ago, I had experience scaling a chain with Noodles and Company. Uh, so kind of grew up in the fast casual segment uh, during that hyper growth period. Um, left and joined a uh, beloved regional chain called Dewey's Pizza here in the Midwest. And at that point, um, you know, really realized that uh, Dewey's at 25 locations versus Noodles and Company at 400. Uh, operated significantly different, especially around uh, some margins, et cetera. So um, was really excited to join the company more in an ops role, but then moved into this innovation and uh, head of technology role that I held for the last seven or eight years. Uh, was actually a spot on client uh, through their POS system and, uh, you know, ended up taking advantage of a lot of the technologies that spot on offered and then realized that many small businesses, even at one or two units, uh, didn't even really have the tools or the knowledge that I'd brought from a larger enterprise brand, uh, you know, to a, a mid-market brand in the Midwest here. Uh, so really joined Spot On to bring that passion to a tech company uh, you know, to be able to really help out the, the mom and pop restaurants across America. Yeah. Well, talk, talk about Spot On for a second, because you talked about POS and there's a lot of changes in the POS marketplace over the last five years, for sure. Used to be big player, big player, big player. $50,000 just to get started. All that's kind of gone away or, or changed for the most part. Um, you guys are in that space. You obviously do more than POS. What, what are some of the keys? Like what are some of the important things that you saw as an operator that, that, that you guys bring to the market? Yep. Uh, point of sale is only one piece of the equation. Uh, the one thing that I really 
think Spot On has done a nice job of is creating this ecosystem that's available for small businesses. So we also service retail, which you may not know. In addition to restaurants, mm -hmm. we have sports and entertainment. Uh, so we really cover a wide variety of uh, you know small and medium sized businesses, and and have this nice ecosystem that. Uh, a client can pick and choose from. So if I'm a merchant and I just want a really simple point of sale system and I'm running a single cash register at a taco stand, we've got a really inexpensive, really uh, easy to use solution for that. That's more traditional point of sale. Uh, if you're running more of a full service restaurant business, a chef driven restaurant concept, we've got handheld devices. We have uh, some best in class uh, reservation software if you take reservations or wait list if you don't. Uh, we also uh, have an organization called Dolce under our umbrella that's uh, really complex tip distribution, scheduling, et cetera. Uh, so we've got this kind of cadre of tools that uh, any size business and any type of business can really pull from and pick the ones that are right for them. And mm -hmm. uh, as you know, kind of from traditional POS, that was a huge upfront expense for a restaurant. That dynamics changed over the last few years. Um, you know, we're kind of in that bucket of more modern POS companies where if it's more of a SaaS model, if you want to offset some of the, uh, you know, equipment costs up front, et cetera, uh, we've got those options as well. So it's not a huge barrier to entry to get into some modern cloud technology. Right, right. Uh, let's go out. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate that. Let's go out to um, the, the report and um, hit a couple buttons here and get us going. So what I think we're going to see right away, boom, is the the cover of the of the report. So first off, before I, I'm probably going to go to another page that has just some screenshots pulled out because as this loads, it kind of loads slowly. But talk about where they can find this. Yeah, if you just go to spoton.com, um, that is our homepage. You'll see the calculator along with a, quite a few tools as well. Uh, it really directs you to what type of business you are uh, on spoton.com. So while this is built specifically for restaurants and has the ability to scale into, um, you know, full service restaurants, it can also be used for more of a, a retail. So if you're even just a simple bakery uh, that's selling ready to eat foods and more of a retail environment, uh, this can work for you as well. So it's actually a fully interactive calculator. While the, the white paper mm -hmm. you've got pulled up is a great resource for those that uh, like myself that are more somatic learners that love the restaurant business because we're active. Uh, it may be a struggle to sit down and read a huge PDF. Yeah. Um, so there's actually an interactive calculator there on our site at spoton.com as well. Uh, you can enter your real numbers from your own business. Uh, that does not, we don't capture that information or sell it or anything. That's just a, a calculator for you to use personally for your business and put in some estimates of, you know, how much you're spending currently on labor, how much you're spending currently on food, um, you know, how many servers you typically have on a shift, what your average revenue looks like for a week. Uh, and then you can pick and choose some flexible options like handhelds are a great example of that. If you have a patio as an example, and you lean into a couple of handheld devices for your servers, with that calculator, it'll show you, um, you may be able to operate with one less server on a shift, uh, increase their tips. We found that tip percentages on handheld devices tend to go up about five or 6% based on just you know signing a sheet of paper because of the interactive nature of it. Also, uh, the service can be quite a bit better because the customer sitting out on the patio isn't waiting for a server to come back outside, pick up their credit card, take it back inside. Uh, you know, 
swipe it, print a, sh <laughs> a chit to come back out and leave for you to sign. Uh, so that interaction can actually help turn tables faster. Many of our clients have seen up to a 20% increase in table turns as well, mm -hmm. using some of those more flexible mobile devices to use out at tables. Yeah, that's one of the things that really gets me when I when it's time to go and the kid, we have three kids and they're older now, but man, when they were younger and they wanted to go and the bill, that extra five, 10 minutes, you're like, why can't we leave? And I'm like, wow, we have to actually pay. So uh, that, can, that can be frustrating. But let me let me go here. And this report is great, by the way. It is 41 pages. It is it is a lot. You may not digest it all at one point, but it is a great resource. So uh, definitely go check that out. Uh, a couple of things I called out. This one, everybody knows, right? Uh, you have 77% of diners visit a restaurant's website before visiting or ordering from them. What, what did you, What did I think we know this, but what did you learn about that that aspect of it? Yeah, with especially during the pandemic, with the proliferation of uh, digital and and consumers leaning more into digital interactions with restaurants and less calling the restaurant, um, we really found that unfortunately, many small businesses have not taken advantage of owning their brand online. Yeah, and for sure. they kind of opted into things that they didn't even realize. So maybe their Google page. Uh, the Google My Business section, when somebody just searches for that restaurant name, the first three or four results could be Yelp, could be DoorDash, could be Grubhub, could be something else. Uh, and all those companies also are looking to uh, take advantage of that SEO intelligence they have that they know a small business doesn't. So really that, uh, that first interaction and touch point with a restaurant is really important. And we found that most of our small businesses didn't really understand uh, that they didn't have to pay any money. They just need to spend a couple of minutes, uh, claim their pages, own their brand online. Because hmm. uh, ultimately direct relationships with consumers uh, is the name of the game. Because uh, everybody wants consumer ownership, consumer data, uh, wants to be able to retarget and market to those customers and the restaurants don't even realize that's happening uh, kind of behind their back. So it's not necessarily nefarious on the part of these other companies. They just are really good at it and realize that small business probably doesn't even know that exists. We actually found most of our restaurants rely heavily uh, with a mom and pop restaurant on Facebook as their quote unquote website. Uh, and again, there's some really inexpensive or even in some cases free website tools, they can pop up a really simple website, at least lead people to their address and phone number uh, at a very minimum. Right. It, that is fascinating. There's so many directories out there uh, that you pointed to that when you, yeah, you'll type something in and really what you want to do is find their restaurant.com because that that's where I want to land. And I, and I get bombarded with a lot of other options and uh, you have to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of them are free, like you said, but you just have to go and do it. And I just, I, I, I pulled out this Google business one because it's probably one of the most important. I'm sure you, you guys kind of echo that. Any, any other Google business, uh, my business tips you guys would share? Yeah, we've actually created a, a simple tool within our POS ecosystem. So if you're a customer of spot on, we actually surface this right on your dashboard where you're going to look at your sales and uh, customer reviews, et cetera. And that comes with our base package. So it's not a it's not an add-on you have to go get. Uh, we really want to help small business support them owning their own customers and their own brand. Uh, and so this is something that we wanted to make as easy as possible. So instead of you having to go figure out how to log into Google and claim your page, we actually create that option for you right inside your, your homepage, your dashboard uh, that you're in every day as a spot-on customer. 
So it, it's not really difficult, uh, especially for a single location. It gets a little more complex if you're a multi-location business, um, but it's the easiest way to drive direct revenue or even at a minimum, have somebody call the right restaurant. Uh, unfortunately, some companies over the last two or three years have even taken out ads with a different phone number <laughs> that oh, yeah. uh, a consumer thinks they're calling the restaurant directly and it's actually getting routed through a third party uh, who's then charging back the restaurant for that lead, basically. Uh, so this is extremely important for small business to understand that it's inexpensive or free most of the time. Um, understand what the uh, what the buzz is about your restaurant digitally. So same deal, you don't have to go pay a, a Google or Yelp or Travelocity or any of these companies um, in order to manage your online reputation. You should be able to do that for free as the business owner. Yeah, the, the, this one I thought was interesting from the report. This is another screenshot. And I, I think I think somewhere else on the page, it's just something like uh, a big number. 94% people are a big number rely on reviews to making their decisions. And and I, I would echo that as a consumer. I, I would agree. And this is interesting, though. That four-star thing, yeah, that's kind of this weird threshold where if I see something below four stars, I kind of be like, ah, let's move on to the next thing. If, if I'm in a new market and I don't know restaurants, right? Um, what did you see here? Yeah, again, this is the new digital reputation of a restaurant. There's many ways that a restaurant can affect this. The easiest way is operate well, uh, run a great business, and it will organically probably land you around that four-star mark. Uh, the, the real difference between high threes or low fours from a, a star rating is some sort of interaction with that system. So mm -hmm. the examples would be a manager should reply to both positive and negative reviews. Uh, because it does allow the, the customers to be able to come back in uh, even after they left a review and they can edit it. And uh, I've seen that quite a bit. And that's actually a great story. So similar to the old days, when we were in restaurants, you want to go make the, the guest happy while they're in the dining room. You can buy their meal as a manager. I could go to, you know, talk to the guest at the table uh, and then they hopefully turn into a raving fan. This is fast forward to 2022 digital version of that. Uh, can I interact digitally with that customer um, and maybe get them to come back again? They leave a five-star review. And then that is really my digital reputation that I'm managing as, as the manager or the owner of that business. Yeah, I've seen some success stories with saving saving the customer interaction, right? They, uh, they There's another stat somewhere that says the X percentage of people will say, hey, great job, but more people will complain, right? So you'll, you'll see in reviews, it'll be the, the negative more so than the positive. And so it's great opportunity to, to capture and save a bad experience. And when you do that, and then people see that chain of uh, communication and that it was ultimately resolved and all that, that, that can be a very positive uh, experience. So uh, you guys do something on the reservation side. And this this has been from day one, um, uh, annoying is not the right word because it's it's both beneficial, but you're like, man, when, when a four top hits my reservation platform, the typical thing sometimes is a dollar ahead. Man, it costs four dollars. You would love to see that uh, go direct to the restaurant and so forth. Of course, the platforms want it to go through them. You, I believe, I don't know. I'm just because I don't know your platform that well. I, I think you guys kind of get around that system. How do you handle reservations? Yeah, this goes back to our earlier conversation about the merchant and the the business owner really owning their own brand. So there are other platforms out there that are lead gen platforms. So, a, you know, Resi, OpenTable, 
uh, a number of these that are really kind of trying to create this funnel of hey, we're bringing new customers into you that you would not have normally gotten on your own as a business owner. Um, what we're encouraging our restaurant owners to do is if you want to use those platforms, if it's right for you in a specific city, great, but also have a way on your own website, on your Facebook page, <clears throat> et cetera, to have a link directly into your own digital presence. Mm -hmm. So what frustrates me is I see somebody that owns their own website and then the links to making a reservation or ordering online go off to third parties. Yeah. And so they've already gotten to you and interacted with you personally as a brand. And now you're sending them away to somebody else and paying another company for lead gen that they didn't really generate. Right. So with our spot on reserve platform, uh, it's a wait list and reservation platform. Mm -hmm. And that is completely owned by the business owner. So there's no per transaction, per cover fee, uh, per click. Uh, it's that's a really low monthly fee. As a SaaS product that you own, you can put it on your website. It's We have a relationship with Google, so it's embedded in your Google My Business oh. side panel. So if somebody clicks make a reservation, that goes directly into you as a restaurant. And then it's got the fancy tablet that the host can use uh, you know, to manage and seat tables, et cetera. Uh, it does all those things. And it also does digital wait list with SMS notifications. Mm -hmm. So if you're not a fine dining restaurant that doesn't take reservations, it's still a platform that you can take advantage of. Question for you. I think it was yesterday or two days ago, and I think it was Wall Street Journal. It talked about reservations being off the chart. And I think it was a lot about New York City, uh, pent up demand, uh, people seeing more so than ever, some platforms doing a lot of the traffic. And uh, uh, anyway, the point was, it was hard to get reservations. Have you guys as, as an aggregator, do you, have you seen the numbers just kind of in that, in that direction up, 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 up? Yes, definitely pent up demand. Um, unfortunately, because we, uh, we service restaurants from San Francisco to New York, to South Dakota, Texas. Uh, we're completely nationwide, all 50 states. Uh, we service really small towns. We service major metros. There's a huge disparity in some of those communities. So we've got a large presence in San Francisco. As an example, a lot of those restaurants using our platform are actually charging a $100 deposit to make a reservation. Just because really? it, okay. they're, they're crediting that back toward yep. the, the menu price, but... Yep. It, it's basically to incentivize somebody from not canceling a couple of hours in advance and, you know, them losing that revenue because of that pent up demand. Um, many restaurants we find in middle America are not doing that at all. Um, and some of those are having supply chain issues and staffing issues to the point of their sales are actually decreasing a little bit because they're just not open as many hours per week. Sure. Um, so it, it's this really uncomfortable spot. Um, a lot of those mid-America restaurants also are not leaning into digital channels. Uh, they may not have third-party delivery or even first-party delivery where, where they've got their own drivers in a smaller town. So it's really interesting kind of looking at a macro level across every market that we serve. Uh, it's significantly different. I would say generally in larger metro areas um, and especially on the two coasts, because uh, some COVID restrictions were in place a little bit longer than in middle America. We're seeing a huge boom uh, in, in a lot of those major metro areas, which is great. Uh, but with the labor crunch, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword at this <laughs> point. So yeah. restaurant operators are trying to figure out how do, how do I do more with less? 
And that's really the point of that calculator on our website is hey, maybe you can lean into tech to help supplement some of those people. Um, I'm personally, I'm definitely not a replace people with robots kind of person. It's not how I grew up in the industry. Uh, but I do believe there's a lot of tech out there that can enable and maximize the people that you already have and let them do the things that are great about hospitality and take away some of the things, AKA walking 700 steps extra every night to go to a POS terminal in the back of house to run a credit card. Uh, eliminating a couple of those things really improves quality of life for the team and therefore uh, the hospitality service, everything inside the four walls can get significantly mm -hmm. better with tech. Yeah. I I will echo the most uh, uncomfortable feeling for both the customer and for the operator. I am sure when you have a, a, a bunch of people in line and you have open tables in the restaurant and you can't serve them just because you don't have staff. I know that's the most, most uncomfortable. The business is sitting there, the cash is sitting there, the wallets are ready to go and you just don't have the people. And that's one of the labor challenges that is just uh, frustrating for everybody right now. And very interesting that you mentioned that, that $100 deposit to hold uh, a reservation because yeah, no shows are a big deal and they are a pain in the ass. And uh, that is, that's a good way to hold, hold the feet to the fire and so forth. Let's uh, let's do a couple more of these and we'll start to start to wrap up this one. There obviously is a little bit, this one's on the, on the, on the uh, advertising side of what you guys do, but I, I liked the, 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 the screenshot. So this is the handheld stuff. You already kind of talked about it. Uh, I assume this is for obviously payment order taking, maybe what, what what's going on here? Yeah, it, it's a handheld mini version of a point of sale terminal. So, it, and the thing I want to stress is this may not be the right device for <clears throat> every single service type. Uh, we have found especially bars, nightclubs, restaurants, as I mentioned, with large dining rooms and patios. This is a game changer for them. Um, may not make sense for somebody with 10 tables in a really small high end restaurant. Um, you know, we do business with some really well-known uh celebrity chef restaurant concepts, ultra high fine dining. They're not huge fans of these devices because it doesn't fit within their, That's right. their vibe, their service model. Um, as I mentioned, we also deal with food trucks, et cetera. Um, so we've got every type of business along the way and really try to create this environment where hey, if this works for you, great. We don't want you to automatically write it off. So some of those high-end restaurants we mentioned, they actually will use handheld devices in their waiting areas or their little cocktail lounge. Mm -hmm. Or if they have a patio, they'll only use it on the patio and keep it in the server apron. Uh, so it's not coming out at a table in the dining room. So it, it really depends on what's right for your service style. Um, but don't be scared. Uh, there's there's potential uses for all of these. Uh, they're Wi-Fi and LTE enabled. So they will work, you know, out on a patio as well. You don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars building this massive IT infrastructure uh, to be able to use some of these devices. So they're mm -hmm. a, a real game changer, I think, for a lot of different types of restaurants. Good. Uh, let's uh, let's do this. Let's do at least this one more because I, I, I find this interesting, too. Um, tips seem to increase via the digital platform. You've already hinted at it. Mm -hmm. And uh I find it the same way too, right? It happened. It happened the other day. The uh, I don't know what kind of tablet it was, but they flipped the tablet around, and it, the percentages are there. The math is already done for you on the screen. You can you can do it. So I find I gravitate towards bigger tips when I do this. Uh, my daughter, who's just high school age, started is just helping out at, at concession and so forth. And same thing. She says you turn the thing around, and I I don't believe it, but they hit tip. 
you know, if we, but if you don't say a thing, they don't do it. But if you ask, people will do it. Is that what you find? What's, what's, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's removing friction. So in general, most diners that have a great experience are really happy to leave a tip. Uh, it, we've made it really difficult in many cases over the years for somebody to do that. And especially now without cash, because uh, typically in the old days, it was really easy just to kind of round up and leave mm. a couple of large bills on the table. And there was the tip. And then we moved into more credit cards where then, to your point, we're having to try to do the math on the fly in a, in a dark dining room. Uh, it, and it can be a real challenge. Counter service as well is interesting. Um, that dynamic definitely is different in larger cities versus smaller cities, where in larger cities, counter service tipping is fairly common in, in what you just described, where somebody's kind of on the spot, they buy a cup of coffee from a barista and they want to leave a little bit of a tip. So just hitting a flat percent um, typically is the easiest because there, there's this expectation of like, hey, as a business owner, if I want to have those default tips be 20, 30, and 40%, I've got that flexibility if that's right for my business. Or 5, 10, 15. Uh, we even have auto dealerships, <laughs> et cetera, car repair shops that use this platform. Yeah. And and they're actually asking for tips. So it's it, it's kind of the Wild West right now. Yeah. Uh, but definitely the the reduction of friction and just having it be a single tap, really simple, get in and out within a few seconds. Uh, that tends to lead to higher tips. Uh, most people won't hit the custom tip, uh, again, because it's just it's more math and time for them. And they're like, hey, I'm fine with 15, 20, 25 percent, whatever that is. They like hitting one button and heading out. Yeah, math is hard, right? That's what they it say. Is. But but yeah, these are significant numbers, 19 to 24, eight and a half to 15. These are for your servers. They would appreciate those increases for sure. And uh, all right, there's a lot more in the report. Look, yeah, there was a whole bunch of stuff that I wanted to get through, but let's leave them wanting more. We're at uh, 25 plus minutes here. Uh, let me jump out here and we'll we'll share some parting thoughts. And for folks, uh, you definitely can go uh, to that. Go to that full report. I mean, it's all there plus more. All the stuff we talked on, uh, digged on. I think we only got to less than half of half of the half of the pages and stuff that we called out. So there's a lot more there. So any any additional parting thoughts? Uh, send them to your websites. Uh, any social stuff? Please let them know. Yeah, definitely. The the URL for the calculator is spotoncom slash points with an S of profit. Uh, and that's where the calculator lives. So if you want to go directly there on our website or just go to spotoncom and then you can find it from the homepage. Um, we are very active on social media. Uh, what I didn't mention is we also uh, have a spot on enterprise division that we service a lot of professional sports venues, et cetera. Hmm. So you may see the spot on logo uh, at your favorite NFL game this fall. Uh, we've got multiple divisions and that's one. Uh, and again, trying to democratize that really high level enterprise professional sports venue tech uh, and bring it down to small business is a, is a pretty satisfying deal for us. So really excited to be on your podcast today, Jamie. I appreciate it. Yeah, we covered a lot. I appreciate you, Ben. So folks, Ben Pryor of Spot On, make sure to check them out at spoton.com. For more great restaurant marketing and service and operations and tech tips, stay tuned to us here at runningrestaurants.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, Jamie.